Number Jack from the Jack. <laughs> Welcome to the I Am Dot 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 podcast. The podcast for busy mums who want to consume useful shit for their biz and their life. Here we tackle the things we know are holding mums and women back in their business. We're not afraid to tackle the big shit, the bullshit, and the good shit. We go from mum guilt to confidently learning how to kick ass in this digital space. We will discuss the world of digital marketing and share life's tips and tricks for getting it done. As six-figure business owners, with over 10 years of digital marketing and brand experience, and mums to young kids, we get it, we share it, and we own it. So buckle up and let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I think we did a lot of That was really good. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the I Am Dot 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 podcast. I am Kristen Werner. And I am Mia Steele. And today we are coming to you with a spicy little topic that, uh, as you know, we like to look at what's going on around us, what's going on on the socials, what's going on in our life and podcasts and things like that, and bring that to you. So today, Mia, can I ask you how you are feeling? I am feeling spicy. (gasps) Like sexy spicy or... (laughs) Not that spicy. (laughs) Do tell us more what you mean by spicy. (laughs) Right. I know a lot of women and people are going to relate with this. It's almost since having children. There's a lot of other things that goes into it, but I am on currently on my ADHD diagnosis journey. (gasps) So I have, thanks to TikTok, have been researching a lot about this and I tick all the boxes and I've always felt so awkward and uncomfortable in life and everything is starting to make a lot of sense. So I am feeling spicy and I'm owning it. I love that. And so I think we like, let's like, like we're going to unpack this box of spiciness because I think it's going to be so relevant to so many people. And at the end of the day, what we're trying to do here is help you own your weaknesses, right? Because Mia may have seen this identity in her as a weakness, but what we're trying to do is help you identify potentially a weakness and how you want to flip it into your greatest strength. Because I guarantee you what you think is your weakness is going to be a strength. And if you can identify and flip that, Fuck the magic. That is where the magic happens because all of a sudden you don't fear that thing that hangs over you all the time as like, oh my God, that's, you know, I'm going to, that's my failure, that's my fault, that's my this, that's my Debbie Downer. You can raise it up and look, hang on, because of that, I now do this and that is cool. So I suppose the first thing that I would tackle with you with this is do you think it is a positive thing that due to the likes of TikTok, Women in general are talking about ADHD more. Absolutely. I think it's totally an awareness thing. So before TikTok, I wouldn't have even – most people associate ADHD with the young boys who are hyperactive, right? So it's yep. never really talked about, you know, a lot of women go to the psychologist or GP feeling sad. They're not really – they can't ex- explain what's wrong with them. They're doing this and that and they get diagnosed with depression or anxiety, put on medication, you know, that's that. And that's happened to me multiple times throughout my life. And I just thought it was just me. I didn't really look into it any further until I saw people starting to talk about it on TikTok and, you know, they're raising awareness. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I do that. And I do that and that and that. And, you know, I looked into it more, researched it more, spoke to other people. I was like, oh, this is looking a bit, you know, this is making 
This is looking a bit like a mirror and I can see myself. (laughs) That's that's it. But also I can see a bird. Oh, that's shiny over there. (laughs) Work, 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 work. Yeah, and it's like it's this thing like if – if it's not spoken about, how do you know it's a thing, right? So yeah. that's, I mean, TikTok has changed my life on many occasions. Mm-hmm. This is just one of them. So I trotted myself off to GP to have a chat about it. So first and, of all, before we go that far, can you yeah. just do a little shout out to what you identified from these videos or what you, what, what was that point where you're like, oh, fuck, I need to go to a GP. Like I need to find out for myself. What maybe give us like a, a list of, of maybe the top five or so things that you're like, oh, this is weird. I identify with that. And then at what point did you go, oh, shit, I actually really need to do something about this. I want to investigate more. Yeah. So, I mean, I sort of had an inkling for a long time, but I thought, oh, I don't need a diagnosis. This is fine. I'll just, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. I don't need to be labeled or the rest of it. But as I looked into it further and realized that a lot of these people are on medications and the medications has have changed their lives and just having that diagnosis and seeking the help or getting the ADHD coach has really helped them, then I'm like, okay, I probably should do something about this. But some of the signs that I had were, and this is like it's been a pattern throughout my whole entire life, is I start something, I quit it. I get bored easily. I'm, I hyper-focus on something and then the dopamine hit goes and I give it the turf. I am wired all the time. I don't sleep properly. I forget to eat. I forget to drink water. Um, You know, I have big emotions. Um, So a lot of these things, like I could write a book on all the list of things that I go through and experience. And um, yeah, it was just at that point where I'm like, well, maybe there is something that I can do to help me through life. And, you know, a big part of it is probably the world that we live in. We're overstimulated. We've got to do this, that, the other. And it wasn't until I had kids where I was like, whoa, all my coping mechanisms are now gone out the door because with kids you can't just lie on the couch for two hours or you can't just remove yourself and hibernate for a while because they just you just can't do that. So, so is that all... the kind of is that the kind of coping mechanisms that you would have done pre-kids is being able to actually yeah. take that time out? And so do you think by doing that – um, you're A, able to cope, but B, also being able to be like, oh, it's not really a thing. Maybe that's just, I'm just tired yeah. today or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a job that was four on, four off. You know, <clears throat> I didn't have anyone else to look after. I could, you know, not see anyone for four days and feel better after that or, yeah, just sleep when I wanted to sleep. And, yeah, I had those coping mechanisms in place. Mm. They worked and I got by and I just thought, you know, I was a bit, weird and I I was lazy and I couldn't hold down a job and I was just a shit person basically yeah but yeah as soon as kids came along I was like oh I can't regulate myself anymore I cannot do the things that I used to do to make myself feel better yeah and I think that's probably the key thing is like do the things to make you feel better like you know without kids you can have a nap you can go for a walk you can do whatever's going to make you feel better but I think that's the key is that you know you couldn't make yourself be- feel better and when you're not feeling well as a mum, like that makes the job 50 billion times harder and it's a fucking hard job already. Oh, but, yeah. you know, that is an extra weight to carry. Yep. And the burnouts became closer and closer together mm. and I was a paramedic and I couldn't, I literally couldn't bring myself to do that job anymore because, again, yeah. that was a huge task. And I think I only really 
did well, quote unquote, in that job because I had the dopamine hits, I had the adrenaline. Every day was different. Um, it was four on, four off, so I could have that downtime. So it was a it was a job that suited me well before kids, but as soon as mm. kids came into it, no, nah, no way, couldn't do it. Yeah. So I think it was just merely that oh, I just, if there is help out there, maybe it will make a big difference. So mm. I trotted off to the GP and had a chat to her about it and, yeah. And was that an easy process, like, for anybody that's like, oh, I want to do that? Like, I suppose the this point that I want us to make sure we do is it's not an easy decision to make. And so when you do make it, like, was it was it something that um, the GP was open? Like, it was like, cool, come in for a chat? Or did you feel at any stage that there was a bit of like, oh, okay, um, you won't get an appointment for X amount of time? Like, I'm just trying to make people hopefully who are in this same journey feel like they could maybe tackle this as well yeah so I procrastinated for a long time no. just, just <laughs> booking that appointment. is that one of the symptoms <laughs> it was on my list to do and I just couldn't bring myself to do it like how hard is it to ring a GP and book an appointment anyway mm. I did it and I I chose a woman doctor because mm-hmm. I just felt more comfortable um and it's not a doctor I know. I'm in a town that I haven't been in for a very long time, so I don't have that sort of ongoing relationship with this particular doctor. But being female, I thought that, you know, that would potentially help. And she was great. She had a big chat about it. We did the DSM-5 ADHD checklist and I ticked all the boxes, swayed heavily towards yes, and she wrote me a referral to a psychiatrist. And it was pretty straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. No problems there. Um, but at, at the moment I'm still waiting for that appointment with a psychiatrist. And I think that's where that big, long waiting game comes into it. And so <clears throat> what do you do now? Like what what are you doing now to help yourself when you're identifying? Like now you have that list of things and you're like, okay, this might be something. Has that helped you, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think even just acknowledging these things and putting the pieces together and going, oh, that's why I do that. I'm not a piece of shit. That's actually why I do that. (laughs) And just talking about it. I'm letting my freak flag fly. (laughs) Yes, yes, and I'm actually loving it. Mm. Um, But just it's, yeah, it's owning it and going, okay, that makes more sense now. I follow an ADHD coach on TikTok. I'm researching more about it. I'm looking into sort of natural things that I, because I've had this for a long time, I feel. So Mm. that diagnosis, yes, it might help if I can try medications, but what I'm doing in the meantime is understanding it more. And if you, you get anything that you find in your research that helps, like that's awesome because if nothing yeah. else, that's giving you another tool in your toolbox to help you manage your day as a mom as well. So like I think yeah. that in itself is such an incredible part of this journey. And I think even in just going through the process you've been through, it's kind of like it's it's owning what that is and then it, it like um, what do you call it? It's that um, permission to be yourself and to be like, I might have an HDR, I might not, but you know what, these symptoms that I definitely do have, so I'm going to mm. do some research on how I can help me. I think that's a really important yeah. part of the process. Yeah, and turn it into a superpower, not a hindrance. Yeah, I mean, I could turn around and look at it like, oh, I'm a failure, I'm just going to try this and that and I'll quit this and I'll quit that. and I'll. But really, it's given me the motivation and the drive to try new things, say fuck it all the time. Mm. search for that thing that I'm always constantly looking for. Like 
being okay with just going, oh, well, give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Moving towns, meeting new people, doing this, doing that. And without that, you know, I could have been in the same job that I was in 15 years ago, living in the same town, doing the same shit. Yeah. No thanks. And I think there's something in, and you know what we wanted to really shine a light on is, is being able to identify this stuff and then being able to flip it yourself so that you can find a strength in it. Because like Mia said, it's one of those things that you can either live in that place of, woe me, poor me, can't do anything, I'm no good, I'm useless, blah, 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 which look, hey, we all have those days, absolutely. But it's in those moments where you can identify like, actually, maybe this isn't a weakness at all. Like maybe Mm. this is something that really is my superpower, my strength. So what would be one thing that you'd say, like I know you just went through kind of being able to move and make quick decisions and, oh, fuck it, I'll do this and do that. But what would you say is one of your quote-unquote biggest weaknesses that you've been able to turn into a strength or see as such a strength for you right now? I don't know if it's so much of a weakness. Like I've always got business ideas and I'm (laughs) always ready to execute them. I mean, Mm. it could be seen as a weakness because I can't stick to one thing, but how awesome that at any given moment I've got an idea in my head and I have the motivation to execute it. And I think it's one of those well, things that it's, you know, that it it's, could be seen as a weakness in terms of that chopping, changing, looking, thinking, like always trying to like not being um, stagnant, not staying in one place and being concrete in something. Lots of people consistent. would say is a weakness. You know, they'd be like, you know, it would be better if you just stayed in your job and you should, you know, Ambo's mm-hmm. a good job and you're doing good things at that and why didn't you? So that could be seen as a weakness, but you've been able to turn it into something that is an entrepreneurial strength and something that... Mm-hmm allows you to continuously be looking for the betterness for you and your yeah. family and things like that. Yeah. And it's fun. Like it's, it, there are a lot of struggles being this way, but <clears throat> looking at it like, oh, this is fun. Like I, I don't get bored very often. And if I do get <laughs> bored, I do something about it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's always interesting. It's always fun. And I'm always, I'm, yeah, I'm up for it. And I think as, as people in general, like we love to look at the negative and we are so quick to turn to what we're not good at. And if somebody said to you, what are you really good at? I bet you would struggle to actually say straight off the bat, like, oh, that's what I'm good at. Because it's really hard to kind of pump mm-hmm. yourself up and, and say that. Where the second someone says, oh, you know, like, you know, what what's your weakness? I, I guarantee that there's a lot of people that could straight away be like, that's my weakness. But it's being able to turn it into a strength that is actually really difficult because some people can't see past that weakness side of things. And it's it's a lot of the work that, you know, we talk about inside our digital membership and we talk about with our one-on-one clients is really identifying what their weakness is to shine a really fucking awesome light on it. And so, you know, I would invite you right now, whatever you're doing, the dishes, driving, wherever, is just to think about for a second what is your greatest weakness? Write it down, say it out loud, think about it, and then start to, once you've identified what that weakness is, is start to think about, okay, what has that weakness done in my life that's actually given me a huge amount of benefit or given me change or helped me do this or helped me do that? Like trying Mm -hmm. to identify that is going to help you understand the power of flipping your weakness. And this is something that is really important in your business as, and really important in your personal brand so that you can bring that into situations and help others in, in different ways and help them identify what their weaknesses might be and into their strengths. So I suppose 
if you kind of if you're wondering, well, I don't really know, like, what do you mean by weakness? Uh, for example, my weakness is, um, and I've always said this, is I've got dyslexia, have had it forever, um, have found multiple coping mechanisms for it, had it like, you know, since school. So I was diagnosed at school, did all the like got extra time and all that kind of stuff. And um, I used to see that as a weakness because obviously like I struggled spelling, struggled with writing. I used to just hate like you know when the teacher would go around the classroom and they'd be like okay everybody's reading a paragraph and so I would legit sit there and I'd be like mm. how many people before me one two three five and then oh. I count the paragraphs in the book and then I would just read that paragraph over and over again and then the person fucking before me would go to the toilet and I'm like what I can't I just now I now I'm now I'm off paragraph now what am I gonna do yeah. <laughs> and so that to yeah. me would flip me out and so you know I've forever just kind of come up against that brick wall and um, I was only just telling Mia the other day that like for me doing an oral presentation at school, like in drama or something like that, like that was my like magic, always A plus. Like that's where I just shone. And Mm -hmm. so I had to learn to turn that into a strength and that became public speaking. It became drama. It became, you know, what we're doing right now. It became empowering other people that, you know, would struggle that would always be like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But hang on, let's try. Let's try one more thing because I was always put up against that, you know, red pen all over your worksheets and, you know, people saying, oh, you haven't really done that right, Kristen. You can't really do that. Well, I can do it. You just got to give me some more tools. So yeah. in, in turning that into a strength has completely empowered me to be able to do what I do today at my finest and actually be really excited by the fact that that's what shaped me. And I think that's part of identifying our weaknesses in this space. Yeah, and it's part of your story. And Mm. if you don't know, Kristen's also a graphic designer and she is really good at taking information and simplifying it into a beautiful infographic or an image so you don't have to have all the words Mm. and all that text and you can Mm. look at it and understand it straight away. So how awesome is that? And I think it's it's one of those things that – you know, it's learning and you would probably or possibly do it the same too with your spiciness is like it's our brains work that freaking fast that we identify images straight away. And so I could see that, that the more that I'd be able to do that, the more people would understand what they wanted to. So as a designer, mm-hmm. it was a really big benefit. Like I used to work in an oil and gas industry with, so that I'd get these presentations and they'd be full of like PowerPoint presentations, like hundreds and hundreds of words. And people are like, mm-hmm. can you just make this look Boring. sexy? I'm like, um, there's nothing sexy about this topic, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But they come with all these like um, just words on a page and all of a sudden I'd be like, well, hang on, I'd read it, I'd calculate it, and then I'd spit it out as an infographic and they'd be like, holy shit. And I was like, well, you know, so it's it's the way that we process that's been such a strength that, you know, and then we forget that other people don't have those powers. So it's, you know, bringing those strengths to the table is so, so great and should not be thought of as a weakness in any way should really be brought up and if you're thinking of it as a weakness and you're like oh that's my weakness but I just how could that possibly be a strength just get out a piece of paper and write down weakness and then write down strength and then list all of the things that that potential weakness has allowed you to do the way you think differently move differently work differently whatever it is and see it on a piece of paper yeah yeah it's, and it's like a coping mechanism You've turned that weakness into something where you can cope, but yeah, something that it's just that it's a mindset, isn't it? It's just changing the mindset of that negative, turning it into a positive. 
Yeah, because it's the same thing as, you know, imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Like imposter syndrome is always, we all have imposter syndrome, but the second that you allow imposter syndrome to be like, hey, Kristen, um, that TikTok's really shit. You probably shouldn't post that. You're not going to post mm. it. Where if you kind of, imposter syndrome says, hey, Kristen, that TikTok's really shit. You shouldn't post it. And you go, you know what? I'm just going to see. Doesn't work, doesn't work. And you post it. It's either not going to work or it's going to work. Like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? That's it. So it's a bit like me just like executing on the business ideas. I could be like, oh, nah, it's just something else that, you know, you're going to fail at. Mm. No, no, it could be amazing. And I think it's being able to test that that is a strength because then you look back at it now and you go, imagine if I hadn't said yes to that. Imagine if I hadn't done that, then Mm. you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. Yeah. Imagine if I didn't quit those 10 jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I suppose what we wanted to make sure we leave you with is helping you actually under like undefine. No, that's not uh, understand. <laughs> understand what your weakness might be. So if you are struggling with that, then just seriously go and grab a piece of paper and just write down things that you struggle with, things that you find hard, things that. I know, you know, the typical, if you go into a job interview and someone's like, what's your weakness? And you're like, um, I don't, I run late all the time. Like, okay, that's a weakness. So how do you flip something like that? Well, it depends on, you know, why you usually run late and what's before that. And it's kind of like, you, you do have to unpack it. And this is what we talk about a lot inside our digital membership is you need to get uncomfortable and keep asking yourself and digging that little bit deeper so that you can get the good stuff. Like it's no, it's no use just kind mm. of identifying it and then going, oh yeah, well, I'll just flip it like that. That's not really how it works at all. So it's, it's really getting into the juicy parts. And if you're like, I just don't know, but I'm curious, pop on into the membership ask us. We have a live Q&A every week. Um, You know, all the details of that in the show notes, but you know, these are the conversations that we do actually have because as entrepreneurs, as mums, as women, all of that, like if you're not identifying this stuff and taking the time to learn it and understand it, implement it, change it, then it's, you're not going to get the fullest experience, I don't think. Hmm. And sometimes you can turn a weakness into a bloody business idea. (laughs) Like, ah, and help yes. other people because you know it so well and you know how to cope with it and do things to help in that particular area. So, yeah, it's you can solve problems for other people based on your weakness. Absolutely. So for this week, so firstly, before we go, Mia, we've got a couple of things. We like to do our love, don't love at the end of each week. But I do want to ask you, so next steps for your journey, what is it going to be? What's the next steps that you're doing my next steps, I'm actually documenting it on TikTok. Um, Great. It's going very well. Do you want um, to drop the handle or not? It, it's uh, at uh, Dopamine Delivered. We'll pop so, that in the show notes as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and it's really great to just find people who are feeling the same way and having that engagement and those people to talk to. So I'm doing that, which is helping immensely and just waiting on this psychiatry appointment. Um, and then, yeah, I'll go from there, see what happens. But basically just learning more about it and myself. And I I think like what we'll be doing is obviously Mia's documenting it on her TikTok um, account, but we'll also be talking about it here. Like as she's discovering more, if she's discovering tips and tools and tricks, then we will bring them to you guys as well because that's what we're about is sharing the good shit, the bullshit. (laughs) Yep, yep, that's it. That's it. So Mia, what is your love, don't love this week? Oh, my love is 
Bloody TikTok. It- <laughs> ha, she's back. <laughs> Wasn't the other week, just FYI. No. <laughs> the dopamine it- hits up. It's <laughs> <Gets> me. <laughs> yes, it was great for dopamine. Um, but it has changed my life. It has changed my business. It has changed my mental health, health like all this ADHD stuff. Um, I've been able to make money on TikTok. I friggin' love it. My don't loves, I'll probably change this again if we go viral, but it's Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, not Instagram so is not giving me that. dopamine, so I am no, not going to like it. <laughs> no, I don't read captions. Um, I don't like the text on screen. <laughs> I feel like that might be part of our spiciness. <laughs> <laughs> bloody ages to post. Uh, lol. <laughs> yeah, so what's yours? Okay, I will start with my don't love this week. Um... I think it would have to be that although there's great things happening in our house, we're getting like our office all sorted out and stuff like that, it means that everything's been moved out of the office. It's on the kitchen bench. It's on the table. It's in the – like it's everywhere to the point of like chaos. I can handle chaos too well, so I probably should come on your spicy journey. Um, <laughs> but I also just got to the point where it's too much. Like it's that, oh, God. Okay, you kind of can't cope. So I'm not loving that, but I am loving the fact that, you know, it's it's all coming for the better. Um, and as a mum, I think that's part of just life is living with that chaos. Uh, my love for this week is that the kids went back to school and kindy, so it meant that yeah. Mia and I have, like, had hours to chat and work on the business. So that has yeah. been really – that's my big love because – as much as we love our kids, I've loved just being able to lean into what we're doing here and create content and do this freaking podcast and really see where we're going better because it's, you know, you get clouded in that vision of kids and life and everything and yeah. it gets a bit dark and cloudy sometimes, but it just feels like, oh, it feels good, like doing the podcast, doing the Frequency Project, doing, yeah. it's just feeling really good. So that's what I'm loving right now. Yeah. We can be us for like six hours. Yeah, I know. And then I'm about to go school pick up and then I'll be like, mum hat, off we go. <laughs> Meltdown. <laughs> Good times. Well, as usual, you can find us on all your podcasting channels. What you want to do is click the little plus above and subscribe to us so we pop up each and every week. If you can leave a little review, that would be big hearts all round uh, because that helps us grow. It helps us spread more joy. It helps more mums in business. It helps talk about the real shit, the bullshit, all the good shit. And that is us for this week. See you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Shit podcast. Wait, this is, this is, this is, this is, I have so many good ones too.